0: Oh, I'm the worst salesperson. Oh, I tell him straight up. I'm like, look, there are good things about DesignJoy. Here's the bad thing. We will not hop on any calls. This is not your traditional service.
1: This is a ask and receive type of thing. You either like it or you don't. Doesn't work for everyone. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by Brett Williams, the founder of Design Joy, a one-man productized design service that is doing over 130K MRR, charging clients up to 5K a month for unlimited design. You did indeed hear that right. Brett is running a million dollar business solo with over 40 clients. But how does he do it? That's exactly what we're gonna find out during this conversation. There is no extended version of this episode, but I did chat to Brett on my other podcast, No More Mondays. You'll find a link in the show notes to listen to that. Now, one of the best ways to scale your marketing as a one-man business is through SEO. And to do SEO effectively, you need the best tools in the business, such as Href's, who are kindly sponsoring this episode of IndieBytes. Href's is the most complete and valuable SEO tool on the market. If you want to get more traffic from Google on your side project, I recommend first trying out hrefs webmaster tools for free you'll see what keywords your pages are ranking for understand how google sees your content and discover what changes you need to make to improve your search ranking to try our hrefs head to hrefs.com awt that's a h r e f s dot com or hit the link in the show notes let's get into this episode
2: Brett, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Good to be on another podcast with you. Well, yeah, you came on No More Mondays. You're a great guest. You've been blowing up on Twitter. You've been posting your journey. It's been inspiring to see, quite frankly. But I want to hear a little bit about your background. Talk me through that Tumblr blog you had where you were cranking out those 100 sort of quote posts. Did you say it was it a day? Yeah, it was a day. It was my first
0: like, real business that I decided to create and jumped on this like Tumblr train. It was like in the in the middle of like young kids leaving Facebook because their parents were like joining and going to Snapchat and a bunch of them fell onto Tumblr during that time. So I pounced on it and created the this blog. It's not really a blog, it was more just like a a feed of like quote images. But I was kind of one of the first ones to create these like silly, cheesy, like inspirational quotes post on top of this pretty like waterfall background. Like I would skip my college lunches. Like nobody in college even knew I existed, even though it was like small school and built this blog that like has 1.3 million followers on it and pumped out a hundred of these things a day. When I decided to like move on from it, I think there's well over like 70,000 of these that I created over the course of probably like four solid years. So from day one of getting into design, like I was, balls to the wall, like just cranking them out, getting really quick. And then every job that I had since then fell into the same realm of like high output. And so I was groomed to somewhat be able to handle what I do today, but on a much smaller scale.
2: Were you making any money through this Tumblr blog?
0: Yeah, I was probably, for a college kid, it was a lot of money. It was probably like 40 or 50,000 a year from it through just AdSense and then t-shirts. And I sold these like $9 sticker packs that cost me like 30 cents and but that was where I sort of like learned to wear all the hats and run a business right like I had to be marketing and design and do website stuff and that was what got me introduced to kind of the world of
2: business and entrepreneurship what was it called no, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> but Brett there's like 70,000 of these things on the internet there's a lot of them <laughs> Pinterest is full of them <laughs> so I'm hearing from you you have this real taste for entrepreneurship throughout college and you're earning plenty of money through it as well Why is it that you decided to go and get a job? Did did you finish college and get a job straight after that? Did you drop out?
0: Yeah, it was was like a a happenstance thing. I was really good at social media in college, having the experience I did. I got plucked out of college, dropped out, took a job running a Facebook page called Shut Up I'm Talking, which at the time was the highest engaging Facebook page and I managed it for a while. And then being around that team at that company, that's when I got into design even more so they started to leverage me in other areas and I just fell in love with design which led to other things led to me mo- meeting my wife, needing to get a job here in Arizona. So I took the first one I could get at an agency, let her run the blog that I had been building forever. So that kept going, but I had matured out of that and wanted to just move on to more like adult things. And, <laughs> and yeah, just one thing led to another and then decided, now's the time to finally do something big on my own that can actually sustain me long term
2: yeah yeah that moves us on to design joy or was it Hugh when it was launched it was Hugh yeah yeah so tell me about the spark for Hugh when you were thinking I've got these design skills I can turn this into a business was it the idea from the start to productize it did you spend months building this tell me about the spark and then the launch for it it's not an original idea by any means. It was uh,
0: an idea that sparked off of discovering a company I'm sure a lot of people know of called Design Pickle. I just noticed that they weren't capturing what I was good at, which was branding and, and website design and product design. They, they were focused more on the graphic design side and there was no one really servicing that market in the productized space. So I basically took what they had done, applied it to my skill set. Was your job
2: at the time a designer?
0: I had a lot of design jobs through agencies and through kind of corporations None of them anything spectacular. I always had something on the
2: side. I was doing freelancing because that was, I had sole creative freedom there. So talk me through the the launch of Design Joy. You see Design Pickle, you go, look, I can capture a bit of this market that that they're not doing. Uh, Talk me through building the landing page, launching it on Product Hunt and getting those first few customers in. I didn't want to invest a ton of time into something that I I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So
0: I utilized Webflow to just build like this simple one page site, not deep or complex at all. It had some cool and funky branding too that was differentiating me between all the other like agencies of the world. So I think that was like my key differentiator. I started on a Friday afternoon, had it built by Sunday morning and then found some just like Googled like who's a good hunter on Product Hunt. And I found this guy, I don't even remember his name now, but he had quite a big following on Product Hunt. He agreed to to hunt it that
2: night at midnight, and then rest was history. Okay, so it's been five years, almost five years since you launched it. Was it a slow burn for the next few years in terms of getting to revenue? Do you remember how long it took you to get, to, say, five and 10K a month? It took me about three years to get to 10K, and
0: it's worth noting that I wasn't actively trying to push this thing that much. I still don't try to like actively push it all that much. It was a side job at the time and making an extra five or 6K a month was like massive for me. I was more than I was making at my full-time job. So I, I was super content. Never really had an opportunity or a
2: desire to really go beyond that. It just happened. You put a tweet out the other day because you have lots of people asking you about growth, about marketing. And you're like, you're the worst business person. You don't do any of the traditional marketing plan. You haven't done things the traditional way. So can you mm. talk me through some of the things you have done? That have led to a bit of marketing growth for you? First and foremost, being a design agency, the need and requirement to
0: present yourself very well on the web is more important than in any other industry, because that's the service of what you're selling. So I ensured that the brand that I created around Design Joy was one that people would want to emulate a couple of other things. I've launched one side project in the past called scribbles, which is a massive success. It doesn't bring in a ton of money. Cause I just, I sell it for next to nothing, but in terms of the notoriety that it has and the amount of traffic that it drives to design joy, that's been like a big thing for me. We mentioned this like in the no more Mondays podcast, but like landing page inspiration sites again, because I invested in my landing page, I've been fortunate enough to be featured on those a lot and featured at the top of them a lot. And, and that drives a lot of traffic. Community stuff has been massive for me. Indie hackers, Facebook groups. I think, I think the most important thing that I've done is just be open about my journey and, and sharing what's possible as a one-man show. And stressing that you don't have to grow a team in order to be successful and to grow something that's like sustainable. And I think people have caught onto that and been pleasantly surprised by what one person is capable of doing in a service-based industry,
2: let alone anything else. What goes into a good landing page? You mentioned putting, submitting landing pages to places like Landbook and other aggregators of landing page inspiration. That has helped you get a lot of leads. If I was a client and I came to you and I said, Brett, I've got no idea how to design a good landing page. In your eyes, what goes into a good one?
0: A lot of my landing pages do not look like your typical ones that you'll just come across on the internet, yeah, right? Yeah. They, they purposefully stand out, which in my world is ex- extremely important, right? Like it's easy to blend in. So my approach for, is from an aesthetic standpoint, stand out, do something different, don't use traditional fonts, don't use traditional colors, don't use traditional layouts, Present it in a more fun and digestible way. The second way is, is just conversion centric content flow, making sure that the, the flow of your website is in line with the way that a person thinks and makes a decision about a product. And honestly, like stripping all the, just the fluff out of everything. I think there's so many sites out there that are so deep in content, so heavy in words that you just get lost. So stripping that away and
2: making things and present them in the most simplistic way possible that people can actually understand. What you're touching upon there is something that I believe in quite a lot is that there are so many different routes to what can be successful you've done your way of getting to this level of design joy there are different routes to get there it's just not the route you've chosen same for creating a good landing page there's some ways to have a successful landing page your way is different i quite like the landing pages that look a bit different that look interesting that catch your eye and that's exactly what you're talking about so i think don't overlook the fact that there's different ways to get to the destination absolutely and i and I, i get that kind of a lot like I'll never tell someone like
0: do exactly as I say because it it may not work right there's a little bit of luck in what
2: I've done and it doesn't work in every scenario you mentioned scribbles I'm interested to learn a bit more about scribbles and why you started it Mm -hmm. because was it just something that you thought would be cool to exist was it something that you wanted to generate leads for design joy
0: much like design joy it was a spur of the moment thought that I had 24-hour project. I had I had struggled to get what I call these sort of design flourishes that you lay on top of what would be a boring site and it turns it into something with personality, right? And there wasn't anything that was very accessible or that kind of fit what I was looking for. So I thought of taking my iPad out, took Procreate out, just did some like random doodle scribble things that isolated by themselves look like nothing, but in context and put it into a design, turn a design into something that actually looks cool. So I... Followed the exact same model that I designed Joy. I posted on Product Hunt, did absolutely nothing. I joked about this in the last podcast, like I was the only upvote that I had. And I thought, okay, at least I didn't spend that much time on it. But I still knew that it was valuable just because someone didn't tell me that it was valuable. I still knew that there was a use for this. So I took it and I posted it on the landing page inspiration site called Landbook, which is what I did with Design Joy. It got featured, people started discovering it. Other resource sites started discovering it and putting it on their site and exposure compounded, and now it's this
2: thing that just runs on its on its own. I am spotting a theme among your projects, which is just you start, you have an idea, and you execute on it. Let's move on to talking about quitting your job. Now, when you first told me this, I was absolutely blown away, because it took you to 80k MRR to quit your job. Since found out, you're quite risk-averse as a person, as a founder, commonly part of the dna of being an entrepreneur is you're a risk taker and um, you see this so often i'm curious about the benefits of taking this risk averse approach and maybe how that has helped you out yeah i mean i would never
0: advise an entrepreneur that has this like burning desire to build something to be risk adverse necessarily it fit my personality and my style of building things i like to have that cushion to fall back on if things fail especially having a wife and kids, that's just where I would mm-hmm. rather be. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing the opposite, I think. I've been able to build things and do things without that stress of failure. Granted, it took me way longer to make that decision than most people, but it just goes to show I don't do things like most people. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way of
2: doing it, but it's just the way that I its just the way that I do it. There's different routes to, to get to a point. Mm-hmm. I'm interested a little bit about the logistics of you running this million dollar one person business and a productized service in particular what's sort of the onboarding flow from when someone lands on your site to getting in touch with you and purchasing a plan and then actually submitting requests?
0: Yeah, that's, I think the beauty of Design Joy is in this process, which there is no process. So when you decide that like Design Joy is the right fit for you, when you want to start working with me, it's about as simple as purchasing anything else on the internet, put in your email password, make a payment. It's instantaneous. And once you sign up, I'll basically add you to this Trello board that I construct for you that has your queue all set, ready for you to begin and putting requests into. And then two days later, here's your request. A lot of people do use Intercom. That's been, gosh, if I could like any product I service, if you're not using a, a service like Intercom, you're missing out. I get a lot of inbound leads through that, have hashed through a lot of conversations real quick without having to jump on calls. So the only calls that I take through Design DesignJu are these initial calls before yeah. someone signs up. Once someone signs up, there's no more calls. We have to hash everything out that needs to be discussed on this call if it's required to do. So these calls last on average about 20 minutes, which tends to not be long enough. But honestly, I, I try to look for reasons not to take people on, more so than getting useful information out of it because I, I do doing this so long, most of the work falls right in line with just standard day-to-day work that I do. Yeah. There's rarely anything that
2: falls outside of that. I think that's sometimes lost mm-hmm. when people are working with clients or getting calls. They're always on the, the sell and trying to. Oh, I'm the worst salesperson. Oh, I tell
0: them straight up. I'm like, look, I'm like, hey, there are good things about Design Joy. Here's the bad thing. We will not hop on any calls. This is not your traditional service. This is a ask and receive type of thing. You either like it or you don't. It doesn't work for everyone. I I I hate sales. I don't need the clients. If I needed the clients,
2: certainly my approach would be way different, right? I end every episode on three recommendations, a book, a podcast, and an indie hacker or entrepreneur you follow or are inspired by.
0: The book would have definitely have to be Company of One, which I'm reading through right now. I'm about three quarters of the way through by Paul Jarvis. Listen to Joe Rogan, listen to Dave Ramsey. I'm like a finance guy slash like Joe Rogan guy. And entrepreneurs that's an interesting one like sue sue hales one that that's reached out to me in the past and he's so he's the founder of Mixpanel. panel i think like he has
2: a good a lot of good business advice thank you so much for the recommendation thank you for joining me on the show Brett. appreciate you coming on yeah absolutely my pleasure man
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Buys. All links for everything discussed will be in the show notes as always. If you want to learn more about SEO, then check out today's sponsor, Ahrefs. If you want to hear more from Brett, you can check out the episode on the No More Mondays podcast. All links are in the show notes. See you next week.